In this episode of What the Prophets Say, I'm joined once again by Sam Robertson and Prophet Phil Sanderson from Aberdeen in Scotland. We are going to have a very honest conversation about revival and the fear of missing out. A load of your issues all dealt with in this episode of What the Prophets Say. Join us. Well, hello, my family and friends in podcasting land, and welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, sidekick of glory, Sam Robertson, and special guest, who we all will salute for his genius, virtually, there we go, if you're (laughs) listening, you will have missed that Sam and I both did. A salute. salute. Uh, both completely differently. We're clearly not military. No. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Phil Sanderson. How are you, Phil? I am doing well. Thank you very we much. We are glad that you are with us, my mm. fellow Ulsterman, Irishman. I'm glad to be here. Good, good. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story about putting one of my children to bed last night. And I think it's going to take us into a great spiritual conversation. Shall we go? <laughs> so, <laughs> is it incredible what your children teach you? Mm. I'm sitting, I hope he doesn't mind this. He knows I tell his stories anyway. He's 14 and we're sitting together and we're talking about FOMO. F-O-M-O. Fear of... Missing out. Missing out. And any of you who are in the millennial Gen Z generation will understand that FOMO, fear of missing out, is like gripping. Mm. A gripping a generation. I mean, you're the youngest in the room, Mr. Sam Robertson. What do we what do you what do you see FOMO does I mean, to people? FOMO kind of at, at the lowest level is just that excitement, that desire to be a part of it, you know, to hang out with your friends. But it actually has quite a a sinister outworking you know the lengths that people go to to not miss out the lengths that people go to to participate uh, whether it you know to the point where it could be the, to the neglect of their own well-being or yes just good decision making FOMO can actually just drive you into just downright poor decision making actually um, and you see it all the time and we quote it FOMO FOMO and and the lack of sleep that it drives people to the, yep. the just or the, the lack social of media imagery that totally. they present that I was there and I was part not, of something. Yeah, not being able to take time, prolonged time off social media in case they miss something really important or they're not participating or they don't get you know they're not in on the news. So um, the phone then becomes a complete distraction absolutely. because they can't miss out. They can't miss out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm talking to my 14 year old about FOMO and his version of it's <laughs> incredible to watch. Um, which uh, the different spirits and the different issues that each generation dealt with uh, and is dealing with. But this is really a demon of our age, this fear of missing out. I think maybe in our generation, Phil, as those in our 40s, um, it was more a sense of fear of failure Mm -hmm. and Protestant work ethic. Mm -hmm. And I must look good in front of people. But it's morphed into this drivenness um, to be part of something. Anyway, and I... I'm saying to the Lord, as I'm laying hands on my son in his bed, what scripture do I bring here? What truth in the Bible do I go to? Do I do a casting out of fear, which is always a useful thing to do? And I find myself declaring Exodus scriptures and Moses style prayers over him, where Moses is saying, God, we don't want to be where you're not. Mm. The actual uh, quote is, if your presence doesn't go with us, 
we don't want to leave mm. this place. And that sense of why would you want to be anywhere with anybody, in any job, in any church, in any decision making, if the presence of God has not already gone ahead of you. Mm. And so I find myself commanding, opening his Bible, reading those scriptures over him and saying to him, Samuel, don't ever want to be somewhere where God has not gone ahead of you. Don't want to be anywhere why would you want to be anywhere where God has not gone ahead Come of on. you? And there was a kind of awakening up to, I can let some things go. Yeah. I can let some relationships go. Yeah. I can let some connections go. And then I think for for today, that pushing of that, why would you even want a spiritual experience yeah. or a spiritual encounter that was not led by the presence of God going ahead? So, gentlemen, prophets, leaders in the land, I kick the ball once again to your feet. Over yeah, to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I jokingly say this, but there's a serious tone behind it. I think we probably all need a good dose of what I like to call JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. <laughs> that actually there are some things that you're just not meant to participate in. There are some places where the Spirit of God isn't, and there are certainly some encounters that are not led by the Spirit of God as well. That rather than wanting what someone else has, you've got to want what the Spirit of God wants for your life. Very good. And actually that sense of joy although jokingly I say you get to a certain place in life where you're like oh thank goodness I wasn't there or you know if a plan gets cancelled then you kind of do a celebration inside sometimes that's me my, that my, sounds very curmudgeonly it does that just occasional my occasional <laughs> introverted if, self every pastor longs for that one meeting that gets cancelled at night time because you're go. like Oh, I can oh. spend some time with my family. There you <laughs> go. The Jomo. The, the joy Jomo, of missing the joy out. Of missing out. But, you know, that sense of actually, no, I think it's, yes, God, I don't, I, I want to be where you are, but I think you have to partner that with the prayer of, and I, but I don't want to be anywhere that you're not, that your spirit isn't leading me into. I don't want any encounters that aren't of your spirit, that aren't led by your spirit, that don't lead me to your spirit more and more. And that sense of, of, of the hunger, the hunger should drive you towards what is good food. Your hunger should drive you towards what is of God, what is of the spirit. But it should drive you away from what, from that which you know takes your attention elsewhere, yeah. that which distracts you. And in this place of encounter i think we need a good dose of 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 jomo and then we have that sense of the drivenness into i i want to be where you are like anna and simeon in the temple they gave their lives to the temple they didn't have any sense of a oh what's going on outside oh i want to be over there oh let me just take you know half an hour's break from my assignment or from my call we're going to pursue until our eyes have seen the fullness of what you've asked us god phil it really is over to you but i can't help but button Simeon yeah, in the temple. Totally. My father has a piece of art called Simeon's Joy. Mm. I think it's the most anointed yeah. piece of art I've ever seen. Wow. And it is Simeon in the temple holding oh. Jesus. Come on. It's assignment complete. Yeah, totally. mm. And I get goosebumps yeah. when I think about it because and obviously the scripture is mm. underneath where Simeon declares, my eyes, eyes have seen well, yeah, you wow. know what they were made to see. What Absolutely. I was, what I was called to see. My eyes have seen the salvation of the world, and that sense of I was in the right place yep. 
at the right time, doing the right thing, mm. having forsaken every other thing that was not my call. And actually, the joy in that moment was worth all the other missing outs. Not just following the presence of God, but holding the presence oh, of God. Yeah. Just amazing. Uh, lead us uh, in this, particularly because this talks uh, and leads us into this Christian Gnosticism mm -hmm. where we are making up encounters with God. And I, as a leader, I'm getting a little bit fed up. need to be careful how I phrase this lovingly about the sheep of hearing people say God said. Mm. And I'm thinking, no, he didn't. No, he did not. Yeah. What are you up to, <laughs> Phil? Yeah. So <laughs> we hear this all the time. Oh, God said it's time to move on. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you think that. Anyway, the whole thing with that Exodus 33 passage. Yes. Don't let us go up from this place unless your presence goes, goes with, with us. us. Yes. That feeds into so much. It feeds into identity. Yeah. It feeds into holiness uh -huh. which feeds into purity it feeds into warfare you know because uh he says don't let us go up from this place unless your presence goes with us how will all the other nations of the earth know that we're your people if you do not go with us wow there's this whole thing my identity is shaped by the presence of god that i'm following leading that's in my life yeah you know yes and then you wrap that up with, with the whole concept of holiness because we need to understand the difference between holiness and purity. Oh, okay. Which, Take us there. Okay, right. <laughs> so we think holiness is right moral actions. It's not. Okay. Holiness flows from proximity to the presence. Ooh. Purity flows from holiness. So... Moses, take off your wow, sandals. Wow, wow. You're standing on holy, holy ground. ground. Proximity. Yeah. Well, what, what ethical behavior did that ground have? None. None. <laughs> right? yeah. True. It was because God was there. That's wow. what made it holy. Mm -hmm. Anoint the, the, the items of the temple for they are holy. Not because he did anything, but because of their connection to the presence of God. Yeah. Wow. Their and so our proximity to the presence is what sets us apart. We are holy ones because of the indwelling presence of God in our lives. Uh -huh. That's what makes us holy. Because he's in us and there is proximity. That's right. Mm -hmm. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. And so purity flows from the presence on the inside as he transforms us from glory to ever-increasing glory. So uh, let's take the reverse of that, that when we try to become pure by our works, we never make the grade. Yeah. Because, because we bypass the presence. Yes. Wow. And because our purity is a side effect of our holiness, holiness. which is our proximity to God. That's right. That's wow, right. Wow, wow. Which then feeds into our warfare. Because yes. in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Is my strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, so he's, he, uh, Simeon's holding baby Jesus. It's the joy mm. of the Lord that he's filled with because... He's in the presence mm. of the king. Very good. Wow, wow, so wow. the sense of my strength, my joy, my purity all come from my proximity yeah. to the presence of God. And hence that remarkable, as you say, Exodus 33, cry of I'm not going anywhere 
if I don't have proximity to your presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I know I will be without my strength. I will be without my joy. I will feel contaminated because I will have no ability to work purity on my own. Yeah. And that sense of a generation going, I'm going to be in this fear capture uh, captured state because I will have no idea how to make any good decisions mm. b- because I'm going to be fearing that I'm missing out. And then what happens to Moses? Yeah. God puts him in the cleft of the rock, puts his hand over him, causes yep. all his goodness to pass in front of him, which is a whole thing about glory and goodness mm-hmm. there. And he comes down the mountain and he's glowing. And he has to cover up because the people are afraid of the the radiation of God's glory. Mm. But also he's covering up because he's scared they're going to see it's a fading glory. Which yes. then brings us into Second Corinthians that we with unveiled faces, yeah. beholding Behold. the glory of the Lord, are being transformed from glory, glory. To, to ever glory. increasing yeah. Very glory. Good. Yeah, amazing. Very good. And in in all of that, for me, this sense of God, we've got to have your presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cry of that. The desperation. The desperation yeah. of I must have proximity. Totally. And it is the beginning point yeah. for all Come on. of my life. Yeah. And I think in us all, there is a desperation for the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it comes out when we see moments, you know, uh, as th- at this time of recording, there are, you know, movements of the Holy Spirit breaking out in different parts of the world. And yes. there's all sorts of different reactions. And you see that in it, uh, in the people of God, I think what I celebrate, there is a genuine hunger yes. to meet with God. What we don't want to do is make a method or be led astray and yeah. how other people are blessed to meet with God. And instead, let these movements, let these moments in other nations start our desperation to go directly to the spirit of god ourselves and long for him not long for a geography or a place or a building long for the presence of god and so my prayer as i watch and i'm marveling at just how the holy spirit is moving around the world it's just it's epic to see i'm going oh i want more of you holy spirit however you want to turn up in my life here as sam you know in glasgow wherever that that may look like that i don't hunger for what they have i hunger for who they have, Very which good. is the spirit of God. And that doesn't lead me then into manufacturing encounters because the problem here is we see how the Holy Spirit turns up and we think, well, I've got to manifest like that or I've got to gather like that or I've got to stop everything like that to have a genuine Holy Spirit encounter. Which brings us back to the whole issue of Gnosticism. Totally. Because what we do is we substitute the presence with the knowledge yes. of the method. There must be some kind of secret knowledge mm-hmm. yep. so you have uh multiple gnostic so gnosticism was a catch-all term second yep. third fourth century for heresy that was really invading into the church yeah and that that's a key point it's invading into the yeah. church okay yeah um and so you have this stuff that's going on so you, you we, we talked about the 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 dichotomy between the spiritual and the the the, the physical in the yep. last last episode yes. but there was also this concept in gnosticism of different levels that you mm. had to go through yep. in order to meet with God. Mm. And so these different levels, you would have uh, like secret knowledge to get past these different levels of of various beings of divine power that you it's would encounter. Ugly, with. Yeah. It? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's ugly, ugly magic. And but you see, you say, you say magic, 
And that's exactly what it is, because one yes. of those words was abracadabra. Yes, yeah. yes. One of the Gnostic words was abracadabra that was uh, trying to get you into mm. the presence of this sub-ultimate reality being. Yes. And so what we do whenever we build a methodology, instead of pursuing the presence, we say, I have secret knowledge to be able to do the stuff that I can manufacture something that looks an approximation to the presence, which Whoa. then is based in my methodology yep. and my rationalism, which the devil is only too happy to come in and invade. So the the point there, a couple of points that come from that, and the first one being that you can think you have heard God, mm -hmm. but you have no proximity personally to the presence yeah. so you are easily led astray yeah. number one so you get a lot of i saw i felt i heard and actually there are they are self-generated encounters yeah. they are self-generated words they are taking knowledge from somebody else and trying to build your own encounter via an imagination via an imagination which actually can feel very real to you but the questions i will ask ask around that is not you know um oh i don't think you've heard god right because then you get into a clash yeah. you know or did did god really say yeah. and then th it's that's a whole ugly conversation <laughs> yeah. did god really say never is a great start for a conversation no. <laughs> but it did you know but i'll start to say talk to me about your lifestyle of your rhythms of proximity to the presence of God. How are you doing so that you can maybe see yourself that you are not in a lifestyle. So you have to be able to be wise enough to see that and to question your own encounters and experiences where there's no regular proximity mm. to the God who delights to give those things. Yeah, to totally. And I actually think then a lot of them come through your pain they come through your emotional heart because you're not spirit to spirit mm -hmm. with God. Or escapism. Yes, yes, yes. Or fear. Or fear. Or fear. We could, we could probably write a list of self-generated encounters. Yes. Actually, and, and where they come from um, because we're not led by the spirit. We're hungry for a moment. We're not hungry for the spirit. And I think that's that, that that really is a key. We're hungry for an experience. We're not mm. hungry for the spirit. I'm Very hungry good. to sound good. I'm not hungry for the spirit. I'm hungry yeah. to have the next most cutting edge revelation. I'm not hungry for the spirit. The problem with that for me is in revival. Mm -hmm. And the sense of if I do what they do, I will get revival. That's methodology and magic. And that sense of... Um, not we want to move. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the, the case. We want God to validate who we are. So we will go into copying yep. what somebody else has to be validated. Mm -hmm. And what you tend to get is human excesses of enthusiasm and things that are self-generated that we look like we're curmudgeonly and rude when we comment on the maybe it's not a move of God. But we have to be able to weigh and test and say, is that just come from your own energy and effort? Or is that actually coming because you're close to God? Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about this whole issue of revival for a second? Oh! Because there's a, there's a bit of a golden <laughs> calf here I want to I get out as a church leader. No, no, okay? ab no absolutely. I think it's a valid... Because we, we actually want... 
true revival. Yeah. Can we say that first? We want, we want true 100%. revival. But what is true revival? Hit us with it. True revival is the normal state of the church as it should be. Right? I would, I, I would agree. Revival is biblically normal. Revival should be biblically normal. It should look like people of God on fire with the presence of God who are living a lifestyle of God every moment of the day. Yes. It does not look like an extended meeting. It's a lifestyle. It's so not it's a moment. It's a lifestyle. It's not a moment. Yes. And it's a it's a lifestyle in which God is present, in mm -hmm. which God is there, Come and on. it's obvious that He's there. Yes. So you know, praise God for revivals, but I think we need to be careful that we don't yeah. start labeling things yeah. that aren't that. Now, God is moving. I mean, I I sense it in my church. I see it in places. Yeah. I'm delighted for it. I am so hungry for it. And I want to see God do mm -hmm. that. But I need to see it transform people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. I need to see fruit. the fruit, fruit What's the of fruit? it. And the, the fruit of it doesn't look like a long meeting. The fruit of it looks like a transformed life, right? And, yes, I would and agree. And that, that's what we want to see. We want to see I think that. sometimes the difficulty is that fruit can take years to measure yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I think that's the first caveat. I, here's my sadness. In a microwave generation, mm. and we are all, no matter what age, informed by a microwave instantaneous culture. Um, there's none of us who escape that. I want it now, I want it here, you know. Want we want way. revival. No, you know, and you can sing that very genuinely in a hunger, but you can make a declaration of, of impatience around it. And what that does is there is a truth and there's a right way to say that. But there is also a washing of a whole generation that that then doesn't understand process and lifestyle yeah, and, and how much more impressive it is to be one who is burning for years with the Spirit of God, yeah. in proximity to the Spirit of God, mm. and that biblical normalcy of bur burning all day, every day. Mm. Now, I do appreciate that great things come from moments. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great things moments. come from moments. Yeah. But what we are really saying here is we are yearning for the remnant to be birthed by God who are living the lifestyle of Scripture all day, every day. Totally. Now, if we can have a moment to birth that, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But the fruit comes in the lifestyle. Totally. And what we don't see on the Facebook, on the streams and all this kind of stuff is the years of prayer yes. and sacrifice that have gone before that have led to the ability for this instant to take place. For the place. moment. Yeah. You know, we, we, we don't see the the the. The, the pastor who is dedicated mm -hmm. to the, yeah. the people who has yeah. prayed for 10 years yeah. Yeah. without seeing a single convert who then dies and then the next year revival breaks out. Mm -hmm. we, we, don't, we, we don't see that because what Jesus is actually much more interested in is the faith that leads to the point yeah. rather than the, the, the thing itself. Now, we want to see people saved. We want to see people set free. Yeah. But what is Jesus looking for whenever he comes back? Mm. Will I find faith on the earth when yeah. I return? Yeah. 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 And the faith that he's looking for, it's something that needs to have consistency because faithfulness by definition means consistency. It means consistency. And in essence, what we're talking about is some people's lifestyles that create a moment for others to begin their own lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and and good leadership should perpetuate Absolutely. that. Yeah. A lifestyle that you yeah. are able to then to host a proximity to the presence of God, which you could invite yeah. other people into, which in turn creates yeah. from that moment their own ongoing yeah. lifestyle of proximity yeah. to the presence. Which bringing it back to Moses, it was Moses' relationship with God that led an entire nation through the wilderness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Come on. So let's give some top tips for prayer like we always want to because we, we cover such wide and varied ground in this really the prayer i think from this session and this conversation is god i need to be one who lives in proximity to your presence yes. mm-hmm. and to take decisions and my warfare and my joy and my strength from the proximity to your presence and maybe it might be dawning on some of our loyal listeners that actually we're living off something other than proximity to the presence yes yeah. Sam, Phil, yeah. put some words in their mouths to help them with the decree I, or prayer. I think the prayer as well, you know, I, I, I want you and you alone, Holy Spirit, to be the object of my hunger. Yeah. Um, and may, when I see these moments, and may I be inspired to hunger for more of you. May I hunger for not what they have, but who they have of your spirit. That that, that, that may be, yeah. you may be the object of my hunger. And also, I think as well, there is a repentance where we have made revival spectacular and in making it a spectacular moment we have lost the concept that it could actually be daily and it could actually be every moment every day Very revival good. i can have revival by continually burning as much as i can in a 24 hour seven day a week prayer service as i can when i'm doing my shopping when i'm taking my kids to school when i'm studying for my next uh, you know submission at university when i'm applying yeah. for a job when i'm having dinner with my family when you make revival spectacular you actually disempower yourself to live revival every day and i think we now need to say i can have revival here and now not in the spectacular moments although that is part of it yeah, the journey but in yeah. all of my life i can be marked by revival yeah 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 i mean i i don't want to in any way diminish what god's doing absolutely, absolutely. don't want to do that at all but i think our prayer needs to be the same as moses which is show me your glory yeah show me your glory lord because yeah. that's where the transformation takes place in yeah. the presence right yeah in the cleft yeah. of the rock, that's where you get transformed. I, I, I so, like probably you two gentlemen, have spent so many years in and around that those those words, mm. show me, me your glory. glory, those four words. Yeah. And I find over the journey of my own life that I have said it with so many different attitudes mm-hmm. <laughs> and so many different yeah. tones of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a constant prayer. Yeah. And sometimes it feels very pure yeah. and just hunger driven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, show me your glory. Yeah. And then sometimes it feels like I say it in great love. Yeah. Oh, show me your glory. I want, you know, yeah. I'm already there and I want more. Then sometimes I know I've said it in like just, where are you? Frustration. Yeah. Show, show me, me your glory. glory. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> all how, we've yeah. all been there, you know, and the reality of how much that four word phrase is woven into mm. the rich tapestry of, of all of our lives and um if you can permit me this i was sitting with my children 
actually my two boys, my daughter's off at university and they are listening to some Christian rapper. I can't even remember the name. Spelt without any vowels. I don't even know. It's a constant... Hebrew. It, Hebrew? <laughs> Hebrew? No, no, it really wasn't Hebrew. And, and I, do, I don't even know. I'm so, I don't even know whether he's dodgy or not. I'm hoping he's not dodgy because they're listening to a lot of his rap. I'll ask you privately later, Sam, whether it's kosher or whether yeah. it's really a dodgy Christian rapper, you know, with, with secret swear words. And I don't know. <laughs> So they're saying, what did you listen to, Mummy? And do you know what I'm saying? Oh, can you Amy guess? Grant. Amy Grant. I knew it. I, you knew it. I'm like, I grew up listening to Amy Grant. Yeah. And they're like, so I play some Amy Grant. They are utterly appalled. El Shaddai. El Shaddai, because it, it sounds, you knew it. It sounds so old fashioned. I am coming to a point in this, but I am making them listen. I mean, they are just, I mean, it was like <laughs> I was sticking hot pins in their eyes. They were so appalled at the, because it does, it does sound, it sounds a bit dated now, to be fair. But uh, what I'm saying to them is, you know, I had this on one cassette tape and it was all I had. You know, I was playing uh, this. What's a cassette tape? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wind it before I yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to it again. So and I, I listened to this song, and then I heard my so. Um, she sings this song. I love to live in the mountain top, yeah. but I've got to go down to the people in the valley below. And she and I, I sung it for years on one of her early albums. Maybe it's called the Lead Me On album. And uh, uh, this concept of I, I want to be on the mountain top, but I have to be able to go down to the people in the valley below because they need to know the God of the mountain top. And I'm, I find, I actually find myself nearly weeping, uh, and my, my boy said no grid for this at all. But here's the thing, I'm saying to them, this truth, this truth, I was getting quite mother yeah. dramatic. This truth was like a seatbelt, says I. It seat belted me in as a child, and I have been living secure in this truth that I will always yo-yo between the mountain top and the valley. I mean, my boys were like, what? What is happening to you right now and can we stop this song but I do think there are truths like yeah. that show me your glory yeah. that I'm going to go up to the proximity of your face and I'm going to take that down mm, to the people and I'm going to live this lifestyle uh, a lifestyle yeah. where I'm holding what I have found of your glory and I am handing that out to the people to the left and the right of me and it will be my forever journey because that truth was put into me by Miss Amy Grant <laughs> Or whoever, whether Mrs. Amy Grant, whoever she was back then, decades and decades ago. Wow. That was my, I, and I'm, I hope their flipping Christian rap artist is doing the same thing for them. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I'm just thinking I might need deliverance for the amount of Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin I listen to when I'm <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Last episode, you were going to deliver me. This episode, I might be delivering you at the end of it. We all have a demon or two somewhere, don't we, that we need to get rid Gosh, of? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I would have thought we... Maybe. Where well, yeah. well, we sin? Anyway, anyway, on that <laughs> thought, on those closing <laughs> remarks on this episode of What but the Prophets Say, we all sin. So we all have an issue or two. But oh, well, listen, now we're now <laughs> oh, we no. I think we're going to have to you're to have an immediate recording of. Um, what levels of demons do Christians have? It maybe come back next time. We'll see whether we can produce that one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.